opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Pat, the Flash, singer, Chris, Firestorm, singer, and Randy, Superman, Sapphire. Cast Bringers! Alright, hello and welcome to Cast Bringers! With my hosts as always, Chris and Randy. Randy, how are you doing today? You know, I'm a little tired, Pat. I gotta be honest. Um, as you guys heard in the opening, we each had our specific superhero that we had to take a quiz on to find out which one we were. And you would think there's probably at least a hundred different superhero quizzes out there to take and find out which one you are. But no, one of the cast bringers chose the longest superhero quiz, not the quiz part, but the post quiz part where I had to answer questions about my favorite ice cream and where I hear about that brand. Uh, Pat, would you like to speak to this? Yeah, guilty as charged. I did not know you would have to take another quiz at the end of the quiz to get your results it was jokes on you guys you just tell them you're a 13 year old girl and you don't have to take any (laughs) any uh, surveys i just felt like you know in kind of doing a little inception action i'm i'm quiz quiz in a quiz in a quiz there's layers you know i it's awesome because now i just keep getting ads for ben and jerry's ice cream on uh every website i go to so that's pretty cool (laughs) love it uh chris how are you doing doing well i'm here I got Firestorm. No matter what anyone says, I'm Firestorm for this episode. So a did little, not, little controversy. Did not get the flash. Little bit of controversy. Did not get Wonder Woman. It came down to Firestorm or Doctor Fate. That's, so I went with Firestorm. That's not true. That's yeah, not true that's at all. What we're going with. You, you know what? It's it's a um, conversation for another day. We will jump into what we're nerding out on. So Chris, you got you got the mic. What are you nerding out on? Do uh, well. So, after last episode over the weekend, uh, I decided that this is the uh, time. I'm, you know, I'm a big player of the game, the mobile game Knighthood, and I'm gonna make the push for the PvP leaderboard. And I was doing well. I was top ten, which gets me promoted to the next rank. I'm already only two ranks from the top leaderboard. That's what I wanted to get. So I just needed to jump the two ranks. So I was on my way to make it to the next rank pretty salins pretty good and then for some reason i don't know why i decided to change my strategy and what i was doing and now i'm back down to not getting promoted so don't change your strategy in the middle of it when things are working is the life lesson i guess i also started raised by wolves from randy's recommendation raised by wolves raised by wolves oh don't spoiler alert i'm only on episode one randy spoiler there's no wolves <laughs> double spoiler on their great. i'm not i was hoping for the wolves so you're on episode one chris how do you like it so far i'm not really sure what's going on but i am in for the ride i, I just can't talk- wait to watch episode two i just haven't had a chance yet because it's one of those things where I watched episode one like as I was falling asleep in bed and then ended up staying awake for an hour and a half because I was like, what's going on? Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> There's so again, much blood and crazy stuff happening. Once again, Chris watches the calmest TV shows before he goes to bed. They <laughs> yeah, really just I don't get very good sleep. I'm realizing <laughs> we we may have found a theme. I don't know. Definitely. Mm. Uh, our our superish fan Rob um, said that he's on episode six. I talked to him tonight, and he is loving it. So I can't wait. We're gonna have a whole episode on that. Pat, where are you at in Raised by Wolves? I am also a little behind Chris. I'm on episode one. I've wait a little. <laughs> how, far is, how many minutes behind Chris? Chris? Chris has watched episode one. I have not finished episode one or started, started it. <laughs> okay. And the other thing, I am continuing my exploration into the NFT marketplace still working on i think i got a a a workaround for living in new york where i can try and get some of this fine art that i create digitally um onto a marketplace and make my millions so i'm still the the auction get rich scheme scheme of buying and reselling didn't really pan out and it required too much work so now i'm in the get rich nft marketplace Still didn't get rich off my GameStop stock. I was a little late to that picture. Kind of get the feeling I'm coming in a little late to NFT, but we're gonna go with it. It it seems bad. I'm just like oh yeah, it seems real bad. I think we've it said seems, this every week. It 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 don't do it. It seems like it's a giant. I don't know if a Ponzi scheme or money laundering scheme or giant just gonna pull the carpet out under you from under you and everyone's going to jail type of scheme or and all of a sudden nfts are causing global warming which yeah i saw something about that and because i guess the running theory is it takes so much electricity to process the computer power processing that needs to happen to create an nft that it is raising carbon levels well, I mean, it depends on where your electricity comes from. Maybe all the electricity being used for NFTs is coming from wind and solar. Maybe. I'm going with that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. probably not, but maybe. But Randy, Randy. Yes. how have you been? You been nerding well? I like that the new the new method is Pat not saying both our names at once to go to, but both of you guys saying my name at once. So I know yeah. it has to be me. Mm-hmm. This is great. Uh, for emphasis. I've, I almost nerded on Disco Elysium. I'm just about there, ready to buy it. I just got to pull the trigger. Uh, I've been playing. So you're Pop- as far into Disco Elysium as Pat is into uh, Raised by Wolves. Yep. No, exactly. I, I have Raised by Wolves. If I wanted to, I could turn Raised by Wolves on right now and watch it. Randy can't you won't do, do that with Disco Elysium. You won't do it. I won't because we're in the middle of something, Chris. There's only one host that does things in the middle of the episode. Oh, and I don't think me, that's Because I buy Disco Elysium while we're recording. <laughs> uh, I, I've i been playing Call of Duty Tuesday nights. Guys, anybody's invited, including super fan Nick. Shout out to Nick. Please join our Call of Duty League. Uh, we're playing Cold War, so Pat and Chris, you guys are more than welcome to join. Our second week was this past Tuesday, and I am pretty much the worst player, but it's a lot of fun. I also got back into Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I am loving. I'm playing through the campaign, which seems to me to be extremely difficult. Like, 
one of the hardest games I've ever played. I don't know what level I have it on. Okay, you guys are nodding, so it's not yeah. just me. Like I oh, died. I had to drop a it lot. down to the beginning, okay. the easiest level, or the one above where you can like breathe on people and they die. <laughs> like, the one above that. Yeah, well, because I play the Call of Duty Cold War campaign, and I, you know, I can go pretty much just right through it and be okay. And I'm on the medium level and Battlefront Two. I'm just dying, like, like probably 10 to 15 times in a row before i make it through the levels there was one there was a couple parts where i had to put it on the breathe on them and they die level okay to, that makes me feel better it There's, yeah it, it's not easy and then but after i played beat the campaign i went and played a couple of the on online matches and immediately lost <laughs> a lot and died however long it took me to die in the campaign i died online in about that many times in about five minutes so I, I also went online, Chris, and this is how I feel like I know I am a nerd because I enjoy Battlefront 2 more than Call of Duty, and I'm better at Call of Duty, but I love the laser gun sound in mm-hmm. Battlefront 2, and it just makes <laughs> just the love, game so much better. I got killed by Darth Maul a bunch, and awesome. I didn't care. <laughs> this is awesome. He just cut me in half. Every time he comes out, I'm like, ooh, Darth Maul, come get me, and then he kills me. It is uh, that exciting part too, where you look around like the battlefield and you just see like, yeah, Darth Vader, Darth Maul, like running at you. And you're just like, oh my God, this is kind of scary, but this is amazing. <laughs> or I see this Ewok come at me and hit me with a stone before I get to shoot him and kill me. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> uh, I'm also, I also got into Falcon Winter Soldier. All caught up on that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, what we do in the shadows, still crushing through that season two. And uh, big news. I know, Chris, you just said you're getting into NFTs. I'm about to start mining some helium, baby. So that's what I'm into. What? Wait, what? <laughs> mining some helium, baby. Helium three? Uh, yeah. So helium is a cryptocurrency that you can buy the rig and actually use radio waves to mine it. Um, and the more people around you that are mining it, it picks it up and it makes you mine it more. It's about 14, 15 bucks a, a coin right now. So like you said, Chris or Pat, we're all starting to mine helium. I'm all right. I'm dropping NFTs. I'm getting on the helium train. Well, well hold on back up. Uh, it, like, as I was about to say, it may be a pyramid scheme. It may be a huge scam. I don't know, but I'm splitting it with a buddy. Uh, one of my other friends is already doing it in New York. He ordered the rig. It's not, it's a rig. It's like a little box. It fits in the palm of your hand, but uh, it's, they're not coming till August. Cause they're all in back order, but we figured, you know, for a couple hundred bucks each, let's just have some fun and see what happens. So if you guys are interested, I'll send you the link, but <laughs> Pat, Very. no, nope. okay. Pat's saying no. So I will take Pat's rig. And in fact, something like, give me like six or seven rigs. Can I order that? <laughs> you can. I feel, like those, I feel like those rigs are just RFID scanners that's just going to steal all your credit card information. And They don't like, need to steal it. I'll give it to them. It's going to give me more helium. <laughs> yeah. They already have it, Pat, because I bought the rigs online. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Do they need my social security number? I should just write it down for them, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. All nine digits. Perfect. Um, also it uses radio frequency waves, which probably isn't so good for your body, but whatever, I'm going to make some helium. So pretty excited. Wait, wait, are you mining helium or just listening to 98 PXY? <laughs> I love how that's the station you went for. It's the first one that came to mind. Was, I can't believe that's Big, the uh, Spazano and Stan- Sandy fan over there. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been up to, Pat. You? 
some some similar stuff. So I have been I've been uh, really diving into Disco Elysium. I'm hooked now. I was a little apprehensive about it and, you know, kind of going into it, just not sure if the style of gameplay was going to, you know, if I was going to be able to stick with it, uh, but it's, it got me, it got me. I'm into it. Um, also still dabbling on and off a little bit with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, similar to Randy got caught up on all of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, which we will talk about in a little bit. Uh, and then also another show that's really good, uh, Close Enough on HBO Max. It is uh, J.G. Quinn, uh, Quintel, I think his last name is. He's the guy who did a regular show. Uh, it's his new show, which basically is regular show, but instead of being 20-somethings in like working after college, it's 30 to 40-somethings with like a kid and just like dealing with that. So uh, right in my wheelhouse. It's very good, very funny. Uh, oh, and also I jumped, I dove back into uh, what we do in the shadows also, just because I know Randy, you and a bunch of our other friends have been talking about it a lot. So I wanted to make sure I'm, I'm, uh, you know, able, able to converse about it, chat about it a little bit. All right. Nice. Yeah, man. It's all good stuff and fun. So now let's jump to our next segment. We have some updates. Did the cast Did watch? the cast watch? Memento. Memento. Chris? Yeah. We know, we know no. you watched it. Yeah, I watched it. In fact, I watched it three more times. Oh, my God. Yeah, we know. You watched it. Oh, that's great. Watched it. From the beginning to end, what? End, end. of beginning. You got back it. Side. Oh, let I... me check my tattoos. <laughs> I watched it. Woo! <laughs> uh, and I hadn't seen it in twenty years, and it made way more sense to me the first time I watched it. Uh, second time, it's pretty insane. Um, I totally get all the jokes now about watching it backwards but forwards no, it's not backwards to forwards it's you every you just watch 15 minutes then wait 15 minutes and turn it back on <laughs> that is exactly it sometimes 30 seconds i thought some yeah. of them were pretty quick yeah. so pat i cannot wait to hear what your answer is there is a cut of memento out there where someone i remember after the first time i watched it we were really into it and someone had found on the internet a cut of where they sliced every scene and just put them in order so you could watch it straight through. And it was a terrible movie. So. <laughs> I did watch, I did read something that said it's just the shtick of the movie and it's not a good movie. And then mm -hmm. the art, the writer was defending why it actually is a good movie. And I, I don't know. I can't really tell either way. So Pat, what do you think? what do you think about Memento? Well, I think I didn't watch it. Oh, I haven't watched it. Something you're you're about as far behind. You're like the same point as you are in Raised by Wolves. <laughs> I, I am. I'm actually I'm the same point in Memento as I am in Raised by Wolves, which right. is I haven't started. You, you own it, or you have access to it. <laughs> Do I have access to Memento though? Is it free somewhere? I watched it on IMDb. Network. Yeah, so did I. Free. What? It yeah. is IMDb. <laughs> okay <laughs> just searched memento streaming and like imdb popped up but it's like oh that's a thing okay and, if, and sure. if you have like your mouse over the screen it gives you tons of facts on the left hand side and you can watch awesome trailers for like dune and whatever other movies coming out suicide squad i think is a thing here's about mm -hmm. anything else because dune <laughs> just dune i actually didn't watch memento i just watched the dune trailer 47 times 
You sound like me in the Mortal Kombat trailer. Guys, that's really good. <laughs> Always plugging that. I love it. Soon. It comes out next week. Next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super excited. All right. Not to date this episode, but it's fine. It's a week before Mortal Kombat comes mm-hmm. out. Well, we got a memento update. Let's move on to the multi-strike. All right. Randy, what do you got for us this week? So my article was titled uh, Press Release Limited Edition Ghostbusters Serial Sliming Store Shelves This Month. And that was pretty much it. There's a new <laughs> Ghostbusters serial out. Pat, what was your article? Because <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I tried Randy, to pick it easy about one. your article. Yeah. Uh, across from where I work is a grocery store, and I stopped there afterwards last week on like Monday or Tuesday to buy a soda for my ride home. And they had the Ghostbusters cereal. There. Did you buy it? No, I saw it. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> when does Ghostbusters come back? Okay, so a couple things about Ghostbusters. First, the cereal looks pretty gross from the front, it's like bright orange balls with bright blue stars, which probably aren't what those things are supposed to be but they don't they're supposed to be the ghosts what are the orange they look like cheeto balls in between you know i'm not i love cereal but when it's that bright it just doesn't do it for me pat were you gonna say something uh just uh. (laughs) (laughs) this looks looks not appetizing glad i went to you on that yeah it does look gross uh but guys the new ghostbusters is coming out i think november 2021 so we've been catching a lot of news on it um did you see the new trailer for it that came Uh, out a while ago yes i have seen that trailer and then there's a new trailer with paul rudd and the mini ghostbusters which i or the mini um marshmallow mans stay puff marshmallow mans did you guys see that I, I saw I, that it was released. I, I have not watched it. Okay. So that was that was cute. Um, and then I guess Ernie Hudson just watched the movie with Jason uh Reitman, who uh was I think Ivan Reitman's son who mm-hmm. directed this one. And so he just saw it like yesterday or today it was posted. So it's it's getting close. And as you guys probably know, they brought back all the old guys except for obviously Egon because he passed away, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, it should be, they're saying that this is going to be a really good movie. Yeah. I've been, I've been following it a little bit with, again, just a lot of stuff that you just talked about, Randy and, you know, kind of, kind of pump it again. It's you wonder a little bit just with a lot of these reboots, like they, eh, you know, is this a good idea? I'm not sure, but I'll watch it either way. Are they having the ladies Ghostbusters team in it at all? I don't think so. I think this is from what I read, this is a totally different universe and uh this is the original like bill murray came back like Mm -hmm. i think and they brought back pretty much everybody who was big in the i think rick moranis came back i'm pretty sure yeah so you know dan Aykroyd, and i feel like if those guys are gonna sign on and it's reitman's son they probably did a good job so we'll see yeah yeah this is because this movie is supposed to be like a direct sequel to ghostbusters 2 whereas the the ladies one was um Kind of just more of like a spin-off versus like a true sequel. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Chris, what did you have for us? Well, we've discussed speed running on this podcast several times. So now we have a speedrunner who uh, beat Dragon Quest 3 
um, in just over six minutes, I believe, which completely shattered the record. I don't know if you've ever played any Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior games, but those are like, you know, minimum 40 hour games. They're so fun, but they are not something that you should be able to beat in less than 10 minutes. And he beat it in six and a half minutes ish. Um, but I have some thoughts on how he beat it because the technique he used takes uh, takes advantage of glitches and cartridge switching. So more than once you pull out the Dragon Quest cartridge and you put in Dr. Mario and then you flip that out and put in Kirby's Adventure and then you throw a Final Fantasy cartridge in somehow at some point through you're saving at different things. Um, and then you are, I don't really know how it works or why it works, but then suddenly you put Dragon Quest three back in and it plays the end credits and that's considered beating the game. So my thought is, uh, you didn't play anything. So how is that a speed run? <laughs> you Agreed. just changed some cartridges out. So you just got the credits to play. So that makes it a speed run that doesn't, see that doesn't seem right in my mind you know i understand taking advantage of glitches or shortcuts to get a speed run but when you are removing the cartridge from the system you know that kind of ruins it for me because you're not actually playing anything you know if you know if he had some weird neutrino star adam hit his console and a one in an eight billion chance and it played the credits then okay I guess we're accepting that now, although I have some debate on that one too. But this is not a speedrun record in my book. Yeah, I know uh, even just in watching some uh, games done quick on Twitch and stuff, like they do a lot of different um, like festivals and things or just like, you know, show different speedruns for different games. They have different categories for some of that stuff. So like, I wonder if, right, like the removing cartridge thing would fall, like if there's like a, a category of speedrun for something like that versus kind of the more traditional ones where you're actually playing the game and not like screwing around with the system or the the cartridge and stuff so um, like if this the whole like he just got the end credits to play so is that like if i happen to buy a super mario brothers cartridge and the cartridge i purchased was glitched and i put it in and all it would do is play the end credits do i get the speedrun record for that i took advantage of the glitch it's in my cartridge I don't know. I'm a record holder. It's like a record. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's a little, uh, it's a little suspect. A little suspect. Can can I just? I'm gonna do this very quick because you did glaze over it, but I just want people to know how crazy this really is. So you play Dragon Quest three up to the one minute forty mark. You remove you you save your progress, you remove the game, you put Dr. Mario in, then you reach the menu screen, take it out and put Kirby's adventure in. And then you take that out and put Dr. Mario back in. And then you select two player mode with settings, put at 20 for one player virus level zero for the second player. And then you press right on the D pad 15 times on the second player speed setting. And that's not even all of it. Like what is going on right now? How, how did this guy figure this out? Is this even real or is this just like mining helium? Like there's no way this is real. Wait, I totally support this guy. Is this my he's mining helium through this method? 
well, I know why you support this guy, Chris, because he's a big fan of Famicom Detectives because he <laughs> loves the Famicom cartridge. So if this was a speed record to beat Famicom Detectives, <laughs> I might consider it. I mean, are we, are we sure this man is not the Famicom Detective? I mean, he found, <laughs> he figured he it found out. this thing out. Like, he might be the one and only Famicom Detective. <laughs> That's how you beat Famicom detectives as the detective. You have to do all this. Yeah, I mean, you have to set the speed record for Dragon <laughs> Quest Three. This is ridiculous. I don't even know if I believe this article, to be <laughs> honest. But okay, it, it, insane. It's just insanity. All right, I think that leaves us with my article, right? You guys went all right. Yeah, it's me. So I had just a. Um, I'm not gonna like give that well i don't know i guess whatever <laughs> so it was an article about the falcon and the winter soldier but specifically talking about um john john walker's captain america and just like how like what a great villain he is and just why like he kind of just makes the show work um and i wanted to bring that up just to kind of get us uh, talking a little bit about about the show because this is one i feel like I don't know, under normal circumstances, we would talk a lot about, and we, for whatever reason, we just haven't really talked about it. I think just because none of us really watched it until this weekend. Um, but, uh, so just your thoughts, mainly on John Walker, but then in general on the, uh, on the show so far. This is also falling under, we really didn't talk about WandaVision at all, because I think we were nervous spoiling it. So we'll say spoilers here, and I'll even put it into the Spotify account of when you can click back in or re or fast forward to if you don't want to hear spoilers but i'm i'm loving the show right now like i think it's very entertaining obviously some plot holes here and there but i am loving it and i think and did you guys know i just found out he was kurt russell and goldie hahn's son wyatt russell is his name oh i did not know that either yeah. i never put that together you start looking at him you can see it so chris yeah. what do you think about it i liked it i i mean i think they're doing an awesome job with the show i think Zemo is great in it. I think uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier together have great chemistry. The first show, not so much, but I think they really found it. Um, this show four going into five, I like their storyline. I like how they're bringing in um, different aspects of the Marvel Universe. I won't give away any spoilers. And supposedly episode five has a huge cameo reveal that I only saw a headline that discussed it. I didn't even want to click on it in case it gave any hints, but supposedly something big happens um, in episode five. And then episode six is supposed to be just like a giant battle for the shield. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in for it. I, I can't wait to see how they end it or what they what direction they go with the shield who takes Captain America's mantle or what, and what ends up happening to um, John Walker, USA agent, because I really like his character. You know, yes, he's kind of a, you know, um, trying to use a nicer word, <laughs> kind of a jerk, I guess. I can click that explicit box if you want me to, Chris. <laughs> but uh, I, I like him, you know. Yeah. It, it's like. Reminds uh, me of Randy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> kind of a jerk. Crap. <laughs> but it is. It's. it's um like shades of Killmonger a little bit of just in, in that, like just a really good villain that you kind of are in a way, almost like rooting for in a sense. And that that's, and, and it's, I don't even think it's right to call him a villain, right? He's just more like the antagonist. The, He's just like a, if a regular person became a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 
I think it's um it's that point of like the the deconstruction thing in superheroes in the superhero genre, right? Where you're deconstructing the superheroes, things like the boys or uh, Brightburn, or that that that's Watchmen. just been, yeah, that's just been done so much that has like almost become its own genre. It's cool to see Marvel kind of put their spin on it and incorporate it into their own superhero universe. Like I just got like a kick out of that. That was just cool, and uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. I hope you know i hope it ends as good as it's been so far it was you know it started off a little slow for me i, I thought like episode one was i don't know it, it was just not I, I wasn't sure about it and then it's slowly built to by episode three i was like nah this is we're, we're good we're rolling it's great randy what about you yeah i think what i like about him is you no one you're no matter who they put in there you're gonna hate them because everybody loved captain america steve rogers they loved chris evans as it so how would they go ahead chris that's that's what makes him he's doing a great job because you hate him you want him to not have that which means he is doing a great job as an actor because that's what you are supposed to do for him you want to cheer against him you want him to lose and that it's like in wrestling when you you cheer against the heel but a good heel will get you cheering for him because they're so good at being so bad and mean and jerky and, like Randy. And, yep. Like a different Randy though, not this Randy on the podcast. <laughs> what I liked is that they didn't just go all into the evilness though. Like they build them as like a good guy. So it's like, you want to hate him, but he is a good guy. And now they're kind of twisting that a little bit more without getting too much into it. Uh, so yeah, I'm loving it. The only, I guess the only like gripe I have is it seems like, like it seems like Winter Soldier has been kind of like depowered a little bit. I don't know. Like, I feel like in, in, like when you think of like Captain, like the Winter Soldier movie, Captain America Winter Soldier, he's like holding his own against Steve Rogers. And then like in this movie, he can't even beat like the like random super soldier people that, you know, like, I don't know. It just, it, se- it doesn't totally seem like it meshes for me. But. Maybe because he got un- deconditioned, so he lost some of his. Yeah, he lost his. You know, his edge, aggressive, yeah. killing edge. Yeah, could be. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, we'll go with that. Also, he cut his hair, so he looks just like a regular dude. <laughs> yeah, so I don't like that. Hard, hard to tell if he's like, like we just had last week. I don't think I'd recognize Sebastian Stan <laughs> walking down the street because <laughs> he looks like a guy I'd hang out with. Uh, yeah. Either way, we'll see where the show goes. I'm excited, like you said, Chris, excited for the last two episodes. It's, it's going to mm-hmm. be good. All right. That brings us to The Killing Blow. <laughs> good kills this week. <laughs> that, was, that was a good kill. <clears throat> so this week's Killing Blow article comes from Not Nick. The king has been dethroned. It is brought to us by another listener, Andy. Shout out to Andy. Uh, and this week's ep- or this this week's episode, this week's Killing Blow article <laughs> talks about how there could be a potential crossover between the Fast and Furious franchise and Jurassic World. Maybe the most bonkers crossover. I already sent him my check for tickets. <laughs> it is just insane. Uh, 
So in putting this article into, I, I came across an ar another article that I didn't read where Michelle Rodriguez, she's an act actress in the Fast and Furious franchise, explains how the crossover would work. So I, I check out the uh, the Perry's this week because we'll probably post that one. But it just, it sounds insane and I'm all in. Like that is just the good type of crazy. I, I like how the article is written about the fact that someone asked him at a press conference, would you ever do Fantastic or Fast and Furious with Jurassic Park? And he goes, the answer is, I've never said never, so I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Didn't say yes. <laughs> but I, like I said, my check's already in the mail. I, I got four tickets for opening night and hoping red carpet access. Look, I mean, if the internet has taught us anything, is just that fans can make whatever movie they want yeah, happen. Can, so, fans can wish things into existence. Right. So, like, now that this is out there, I feel like it is, it's only a matter of time before there's enough people who demand the release of the Jurassic Park Furious Cut and uh, and we get this movie. Now, who do, you think, who do you think you would have direct this fantastic Fast and Furious? I keep wanting to say Fantastic Four. <laughs> fantastic for for and furious fast, fast and, and furious and jurassic park cut probably lynn right he's the one who directed the original well i would think it would be a director that's good at cutting things in their own like zach snyder <gasps> mind blown could be i i i would like a a, a tandem uh like two directors for you know snyder lynn? merge the movies together Snyder Lynn could work. I, I was thinking Trevorrow, Trevorrow and Lynn would be fun. Who directed Fan, Fan, Fantastic Four again? I'm, I'm gonna sit. Yeah. I'm out. See you guys. Yeah. Turning my mic off. Nope, you're good. You're good. Stick with it, buddy. I would like to see them do Fast and the Furious, but reboot Jurassic Park with um, uh, Dennis Nedry, where he actually does escape because Vin Diesel pulls up and and actually he jumps in the car from the spitting dinosaur and they get away. No, what if drivers? I like yeah. that. What if it's Jurassic Park, but they take fossilized cars that have been buried nope. and reanimate them, mm -mm. create, and then the fan, the Fast and Furious have to steal the Jurassic cars. Well, you were right the first time. Turn your mic off. <laughs> <laughs> but we would call it Jurassic Park. Yes, oh. or actually Jurassic cart, and it's actually cart. fossilized okay. shopping carts that they're stealing. As long as the movie has Vin Diesel giving a left hook to like the Tyrannosaurus's face, I'm <laughs> yeah. in. I am in. Does he get to yell "Welcome to Earth"? No, that, that <laughs> or no, he, only he one yell, man can do that. He would yell, "I am furious." As I, I hate to tell you, I've never and seen Michelle Rodriguez yells, movie. "I am fast." <laughs> Wait, what we are wait, 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 Chris, 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 Randy, Randy has a, a confession to make. Randy, what were you saying? Hold on. I want to like, I want to see where this goes, Chris. Nope, nope. Randy, you, you. Said I've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie ever. A single one? There's been, there's going to be nine of them. You've never seen one? I was, I was waiting until one came out that was supposed to have to do with Tokyo and it never did. So uh, like, might as well not watch it. It, it, it did. Chris literally, Evans. There was, was one that was about Tokyo. Yeah. It's called, it's literally called Tokyo drift. Oh, okay. 
Well, did that just come out? It's been a while. Okay. Well, maybe I was waiting for one that talked about their fate. Like what happens to them, you know? Oh, of the group who may be called the Furious? Yeah. Yeah. Like what happens to those guys? So or or a spin-off with just two of them, maybe, where it was just like, I don't know, my favorites were Hobbs and Shaw. So maybe a spin-off with those those. How do you have favorites if you've never seen it? Uh the the uh the, the pictures story. on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe maybe once I watch Memento, we'll move on to has Randy seen a single Fast and Furious movie? It would take me longer to get through all eight Fast and the Furious movies or one Snyder cut of Justice League. It might just be. It might still take you longer to do the Snyder cut. I'm not it's sure. It's longer, not even equal. Wow. Maybe right, we'll I see. could do it. <laughs> all right, which brings us to. Our meat and potatoes of the week. All right, so this week's meat and potatoes, you may have already guessed with a few of the Snyder references, we are talking Snyder Cut. Guys, wait, do we have a a little sound blurb for that? Snip, snip. Okay, sweet. I love it. Uh, so yeah, so the so the Snyder Cut's been out for what? Probably like two or three weeks now. Uh, we've all finally had a chance to watch it. Um, you know, let's dive into it. Guys, what are your general thoughts on... I, again, I don't know if we... Have you guys all first seen the original Justice League, the Whedon one, Chris? Have you seen it? Yeah, I think. It all kind of blended together. Or Randy? All three of them. I have definitely seen it. Okay. And so what were your guys' thoughts on like the Snyder Cut compared to the original Justice League? Uh, Randy, we'll start with you. Oh man, that's a that's a loaded question. I think, and the three of us have talked about this off pod. I said, I guess, should, let's just go around and say our initial reactions overall. Mine was, I did not like the first Justice League. There were some parts I enjoyed, but I thought it was just, written horribly like i don't even think you could call it a plot hole what do you call it when the plot it's more like the plot made less sense more of the time than it made sense so i could probably easily tell you when it's called memento okay sounds good and this one i thought cleaned up a lot of the plot holes um and I thought it was entertaining. I went into it saying, I'll just watch the first or second part. It was a Saturday night and I'll continue it the next day and I end up getting through part five. So I actually enjoyed it, but again, I'm enjoying it, comparing it to the first one. So I'm kind of in between here. Um, Chris, what did you think? Uh, I thought the original Justice League was terrible, especially given the, you know, the properties that you're supposed to be working with. But I've also thought, uh, Batman Superman was not good and the the first Superman movie was was out of the three <clears throat> out of those three movies probably my favorite of them but even that was not that great uh, so in my mind he Snyder didn't have much to do he didn't have didn't take much to get him to make this movie better because it was already terrible. So the worst that could happen, it just makes it more terrible. In the end, I think he did do 
like you said, he streamlined the, the story, the plot a little bit. Um, I liked some of the extra scenes he added, but you can't put frosting on a, you know, piece of dog doo-doo and say it's a birthday cake. Yep. I do, I do agree. Um, yeah, like I think uh, very similar. The original Justice League was very, very bad. And this one is like just kind of bad is is probably the best way I can put it. I don't, I don't even want to say kind of bad. It's just, it's fine. I don't know. It's not like a great movie, but it's fine. It's there. It's at times kind of good at times. It's a movie bad. that we all saw. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of my opinion on it. It's just like very, very lukewarm. So I I think I liked it afterwards. I liked it a lot better than you guys did. Um, I guess I was just really impressed with a lot of things they cleaned up. Uh, but I guess I got to go back to, I mean, it's Zack Snyder. He did, you know, he did Man of Steel, um, and which I have my own feelings about. But then he did Superman versus Batman. And to me, that's just a horrible movie to make in itself. Like there's, you're, you're taking one of if not the most popular superhero who has zero powers and pitting him against one of the most popular superheroes who has pretty much every power and that's the basis of your movie so two people who they everybody loves fighting each other where the fight is not even close to fair that's just why make a movie about that i get like doing maybe a comic book or some type where you can delve into stuff more and make it longer and more interesting, but the movie itself and the whole goal of his, his Snyder verse was man of steel, Batman versus Superman justice league. And then I think it was going to be justice league too. And you can see how he Mm -hmm. built that out. And so I just think the whole overarching ideas are just garbage. Like he should have started with something different. So was this the best he could do? I kind of liked it based on where he had come from too. I mean, so I think the, the hard thing is you can never look at this movie without looking at the, the, without like looking in the mirror. Right. And in the mirror, it's Marvel in the mirror. It's how, how they did it and how they, you know, Avengers and all that. Like you you can never just look at this movie in a vacuum because that's that other properties going on at the same time. And I think that the glaring difference in which Marvel did way better is the way they took way more time to build to build the audience's relationship with the characters. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think the Snyder Cut has a huge Batman problem just in that like they're throwing Batman in in that second movie Batman versus Superman. And that's a you know that's one of the holy trinity of the Justice League. Like he's it's him, it's Superman and it's Wonder Woman. They're the ones that that founded it. And so just to have him kind of take this like little somewhat of an ancillary role in Batman versus Superman. And then I, I thought even more so in Justice League, like, yes, he's putting them together, but he really doesn't get, in my opinion, he, the character didn't get any of the credit he deserves of being, you know, the great tech, tactician that he is, the great, you know, fighter and everything. Like, and, and I think part of that is just the way the plot is when, you know, you're going up against Darkseid. Like, it's um, it's it's hard for Batman, right? Because he's he doesn't really have any powers. He just has all the planning. But you never got that in the movie, though, either. Like, the, you never got to see him and how good he is at planning and how good he is to, like, kind of plan for any any sort of thing that could happen. It was just him, like, driving around in a in a tank and 
and firing guns and stuff, which was just, I thought, a huge disservice to that character. I, I liked Ben Affleck as him. Like, I thought he did a good job, but I just, the way the character was portrayed, I thought was very bad. Uh, yeah. The uh, okay. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the other big thing I didn't like about it was just, it seemed like they Zack Snyder was building up kind of this uh, kind of Superman trilogy, right? Like he has starts with Man of Steel going into Batman versus Superman and then kind of culminating in Justice League. But then in Justice League, Superman's in the movie for 20 or 30 minutes and and like 10 of those minutes is him fighting. And it just like, I, I don't think that the decision was right to like not have him, um, to have him be dead for, for most of the movie. The like, whole film. Horrible yeah. idea. Yeah, totally agree. He he is, I'm obviously I'm a huge Superman fan. You guys have been listening. He's my favorite part and you barely use him. And then when you do use him, I mean, I almost liked him better in the original cut because I thought he was, he fought a little better than in the Snyder cut. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's extremely frustrating. And I think, I think for me, I, I will admit, I think writing Superman comics is challenging. Writing Superman stories is challenging because he is so all powerful. And then when you put in all these other characters, it's tough. Like I get it. It's very hard, but you have a billion dollars. Essentially, you have all the money in the world to come up with something good. Like, got to make it work. Got to make it happen. Chris, what do you think? You guys have both said it. I mean, it, you're taking the two biggest known properties in the world and you come up with this. I don't know. It, it was the whole movie was. It just didn't strike me as a superhero movie, um, which is what it needs to be because these are your quintessential superheroes that everyone knows and is familiar with. So let them be superheroes. Don't have them have to do weird experiments and bring each other back to life. And, you know, to kind of going off to Godzilla versus King Kong, just have the superheroes fight bad guys, mm-hmm. you know, get to it. That's and I think that's one of the things Marvel did great. Uh, you know, comparing Marvel to DC is when you look at those Avengers movies, that last battle in Avengers, you know, one night I was like, Oh, I just want to see that Thanos battle again because mm-hmm. that was awesome. And I realized it's an hour and 15 minute fight, which is amazing. So do that for this. You know, that yes, they had some fights and some battles in it, but it, you know, they're 10, 15 minutes and then um, then you go into an hour of character development stuff. You know, that's all should have been done in either uh, <clears throat> signal mo- single movies or just cut it, cut it down or do it during the battle so that you're at least doing something then. And I also hated the mother boxes. I thought that was the worst MacGuffin. I know they're big in the DC universe and I know that it's, going back to like Kirby's new gods with everything and the mother boxes were part of it. But I don't like, I don't really know how the mother boxes worked in the DC universe, but I don't think they worked like that. I I thought, I agree with you, Chris. I thought they made it better in this movie. I guess that's the problem is like, I thought they, I didn't even make any sense in the first movie, at least this one. No, yeah, totally not. They the did first, a little the bit first better. Movie, it was 
Yes. And I did like the storyline that Superman, when he died, it woke them up. Like that was, I thought that was kind of cool. Like I get mm-hmm. that. Like when the Kryptonian dies, now they're ready to go. That was a cool twist. But going to what you said about the the fights, you're totally right. Like we don't even get to see Dark Dark Side fight. The only time we see him fight is in the past against none of the heroes, essentially, that we're watching now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked seeing Green Lantern. I thought that was pretty cool in a new movie. But overall, like, you're not even having them fight the big bad guy, right? You're having them fight. I think this was supposed to be a buildup. Yes, and the that's the other problem. The next one or the second trilogy would have been the dark side. But yes, and he kept drip, dropping all these hints about this desolate future with Superman in like this this crazy past of batman and robin and joker killing batman and or killing robin and burning down wayne manor so but he didn't i don't it didn't happen correctly mm-hmm. like he didn't slide those in and make it worthwhile yeah i mean you're totally right about the marvel connection too is they I mean, one of the cool things I thought about doing the separate movies is it's like why we like crossovers. Why did we love seeing King Kong versus Godzilla? Because we saw movies with King Kong. We saw movies with Godzilla. And now to see them on the same screen, like to see the Marvel heroes on the same screen. Come on. It gives me chills just to talk about it now in the first Avengers, that one scene where they're all crowded around each other. I mean, that's the cool part. Cameras are circling. Yeah. Like, but in this movie, they didn't, you didn't build that up enough. And that's one of the coolest things about movies. That first Avengers wasn't Whedon, right? That was Whedon did the second one. He did both. That was Whedon. Yeah. He did it right with the first one, but Mm -hmm. then maybe he just got burned out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean the second one. Yeah. I don't know enough about to talk. I can do more research. I don't know enough I, about that. Now. I do remember at the time reading some articles where he was very, yes, he talked about, um, he talked about just basically, yeah, being burnt out like yeah. halfway through and Ultron. And then, Ultron, and then yeah. from that he went, he jumped, I think like right into justice league. Cause like mm-hmm. Ultron wrapped. And then I think he, that was like like maybe a month in between and then he went right into justice league so not a lot of time there it it was weird too watching the movie like it's it's long man (laughs) like even even with the amount of stuff that's jammed in it like four 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 and a half hours for a movie is it's it's long and at times it is not long like some you can have a movie that's long but like long in a good way this ain't it Mm. a lot of the times like there is just there's on one hand, it's appreciative that he put in as much detail as it in, but on the other hand, like that's why you edit movies is to like kind of hack out some of the detail that doesn't necessarily need to be there, doesn't add to the story. Um, you know, one of the glaring examples that I, you know, I, obviously I read a bunch of stuff about, um, you know, just different people's opinions about the movie, both positive and negative after the fact. And like one of the best examples where someone talked about kind of the pacing of the movie and just how it drags is they compared it to the original Justice League. And so there's there's the scene where they're trying to light the signal fire to like let Wonder Woman know like what's going on. And it's this whole like maybe five minute drawn out process where they're like slowly walking with an arrow. And then she like does like the little prayer over the arrow and then they slowly light it on fire and she like fires it. Whereas in, in the original Justice League, it's just like they grab the arrow and fire it. And so, I mean, like that's, you know, say what you will about some of the, about how bad the original Justice League was. They still did do some of that like more classic kind of editing to, to make it a little more streamlined, um, 
which I think this movie could have used a little bit of. Again, so, it's it's that fine balance of having more detail, which we appreciated, right? Like with the mother boxes or, or, or especially like the cyborg story, you could get way more backstory there. But then on the other hand, you know, you're, you're making this four and a half hour slog in some sense and making some really inconsistent pacing uh, situations through the movie. So let's, let's build off that with, let's, I mean, we don't have to do this. We don't have to draw it out like Justice League Snyder Cut, but going through these characters, like start with Wonder Woman, because you're just talking about her. That bank scene was just like a mess in my mind. Like it had cool visuals, but just the story within it was crazy. I think Pat, yeah, you were the one telling me about this, right? Or Chris? That was that was me. And that was the whole, I thought it was started off great. She's like battling the guys, deflecting the bullets, saving the school children. And that's very heroic. That was awesome that's the wonder woman you want to see and then suddenly she turns around and blows up the building (laughs) what is you just ruined everything for me it would be almost that's almost as bad as if you had like superman saving metropolis the city but then suddenly he destroys it and kills the guy (laughs) wait wait chris that would that would be just as bad Oh, that that happened in the in the first Superman. Like he doesn't know his characters. Exactly. I, and I I love uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I think yeah, she's I think awesome. I think she was fantastically yeah. cast. I mm-hmm. liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I know I not everyone does. I liked him. I thought he had a terrible script to, to go off of. Yes. I thought he was a fantastic Bruce Wayne like his his whole point of the movie and we watched one of you two sent out uh the honest trailers about this movie which i i highly suggest if you're listening you watch it because it was one of the better honest trailers i saw but they pretty much say his whole thing is trying to get a plane to fly like that's his whole purpose in the movie right was that plane was it just like an old battling that he was Did, trying to okay. make Did so where did I, that plane come from chris i thought i didn't know enough about the justice league i was like is this supposed to be a super famous like jet that the justice league flies around in i don't know because they're making a nope. huge deal about the i plane. couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like some of the superman technology that he was trying to like rebuild i know i think it was just like an old batwing but it was more of like a a, a troop transport like <laughs> like it was so like the idea was he's fixing it so he could fly around the justice league before but, he had the justice league formed yeah. and that's the other thing is that, the whole one of the backbones of justice league from my memory in my reading it and you know always watching it is batman never wanted anything to do with the justice league they were always hounding him and pestering him to join and he always said no until things hit the fan and then he would come and him and superman would team up and save the day batman is not a team player so he should not be forming the justice League. <laughs> if anything not leading and forming it <laughs> definitely not leading it maybe having wonder woman form it and she convinces batman that you know he's a natural leader people respect him as a hero so he should be it that i could buy and then he helps her form it but he's not the guy who founds it so so i and then i'm gonna kind of twist this or turn it towards aquaman um so i get that you wanted to introduce aquaman in this movie essentially and then build out his own movies but the final scene has zero water in it 
and you have Aquaman as one of your big heroes trying to fight. Like the whole point of Aquaman is water. Like he swims in water. He talks to sea creatures. Like he's awesome in water and he has no water at all to do any of that with. So I thought that was just awful writing. And this was the original cut that he wanted. <laughs> like, So, I mean, I didn't have as much problem with, with like the Aquaman stuff, like only just because I know like they've kind of, they've reimagined the character a little bit, both in the comics and in the movie. And so like to, to, to just kind of bring him up, right? Because the, you know, the original, original Aquaman, exactly what you're saying, Randy, like he really is only functional in water, but kind of in, in newer, how he's been kind of updated and stuff. He's a little bit, you know, he's a better, uh, you know, he's a better fighter. He has, you know, kind of other superpowers besides just being, you know, being the good water guy. Um, that being said though, Chris, and I know you, you kind of mentioned this to me when, when we were talking about it off, off the podcast of just like, you know, there, there are these weird characterizations where like, they'll be super dark and brooding and like, Oh, like I can't do it anymore. But then like, especially with Aquaman and then like the next scene, he's like getting handed a beer or something. And he's just like, Oh yeah, brother, like, let's go. And like making a joke. And you're just like, what is that? Like, what is the stories been hit? Aquaman in my mind, you can't have all of your characters be dark and brooding. So pick either Batman or Aquaman or Cyborg. All three don't work. And so or Superman. Like, oh, I'm never going to take over the throne. Oh, I'm going to get a beer. He, he and then he next scene, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? You my man. But you, you know what, Chris? He didn't seem too brooding when he was walking off the edge of the pier with slow motion <laughs> waves coming around him. Like, how do you or watch when, that when, scene and like, I'm going to put that in my movie. Or when they suddenly um, are battling and the, the tunnel explodes and they're under Gotham Harbor and Aquaman's there. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. The water that came Come in on, the tunnel. There's water. But, but I'm even okay with that because there was water there. Like, you're telling me, like, you even thought of another Justice League member to put in the movie, Martian Manhunter and decided not to put him in the final battle. Like, I think he would have been great. And then take out the guy who at least could use some water to do something with. I, I don't, I don't think, I think they're trying to rebuild up. He doesn't need water to be super strong yeah. and kill people, but I get, so I guess need to be a brooding. You're right. Brood <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need to be, I guess in my mind, it seems like they're throwing him in there just because they want to, they want to build out his his character into other movies like instead of waiting to put him in where it would might make more sense and you have other characters you could have put in there i guess that's kind of where i was coming from and randy you brought up the scene where he like is walking towards the edge of the pier and gets like swallowed by the waves or anything i'm pretty sure that scene was directly taken from the entourage show when the guy gets the role is Aquaman and they show that scene in Entourage. <laughs> uh, Adrian, was that, or no, Medea, or that, that was the other movie he's going to be. I think you're right, Chris, for sure. The, the other thing with just in talking Aquaman, were you guys all super confused when it was just like, he's in that Norwegian village and then they're all just like chanting and singing as he like walks into the water. And yes. The one woman just like holding his sweater, like still. And I remember that scene from the original movie, and you could tell like Snyder just added ten minutes of singing. Yeah, like it's <laughs> what, what is this? That was my favorite part of the movie, actually. <laughs> it's just so random and so weird. So and, uh, it was kind of great. 
what about so the flash i thought was probably one of the better parts of this movie besides besides him obviously tripping a lot i thought I, I flash's like, one weakness is steps, <laughs> steps <laughs> yeah. stones get him out of his way he's so good at his running one weakness fast. is rope which is batman's power <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. opposites attract <laughs> But I, I liked his character. I liked the guy who played him. I thought I thought they did some cool special effects. There was a whole truck and hot dog scene they probably could have done without it. But I guess they're bringing that girl back, so that was the point. It was. I think that was my. That might be my number one critique. Is he was doing this movie to make another movie? That's what it felt like, and to make more properties that connected. And like you said, Pat, like with Marvel, it was almost backwards. Like we're going to do all the individual ones and then kind of come together. And so that was one of the big issues. Yeah. I mean, I, I think to it, it, because again, like looking at this movie, it, it still did get a lot of like positive publicity. Like I think last I checked, it had like a 75% on like Rotten Tomatoes. So I mean, like overall, you know, people liked it. Critics liked giant it. Giant spike in subscriptions for HBO Max. Yeah. The yeah. third biggest spike. Oh, yeah. It was... I think Wonder Woman 84, because that was the first movie that HBO released through this deal. So they got a huge thing of spikes, uh, subscriptions then. And then Kong vs. Godzilla was another one. And then this. So there, I, it was successful. Right. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I think it, it comes down to like, if you like Zack Snyder and you kind of like his direction and how he does stuff, you'll probably like this movie. But I, mean, I thought the scene that was really good was the hidden scene at the end when it had the Joker talking about Batman in the desolate future mm-hmm. and they're like trying to hide from Superman. But I think that's what Zack Snyder's good at. He's good at that 300-ish type dark, gritty, just brooding men trying to kill and save the world. You know, he's not he doesn't really work with like wonder woman saving her amazon you know mm-hmm. or school children without blowing up a bank that, as, that they're in as i think what i'm figuring out is i feel like we agree on most of these episodes on these podcast episodes guys i guess maybe i just really disagree with you guys on this one that was the worst scene Almost in any movie I've seen oh, the, in the past the ten years, Chris. I thought you were joking at first. You really <laughs> like that one? That I that, but see, I think that's what Snyder is good. I didn't even know He's what I was man. watching there. What was that? <laughs> Do you know Jared Leto and and Ben Affleck weren't even in the same room when they filmed that? They didn't get them yeah. together. Like it, and then you, what, could, you could tell that. And then he's swearing like like he's a like out of nowhere i i didn't even know what i was watching why would he keep joker alive there's no way joker's your best person to keep alive in that situation. no but i think that's snyder trying to set up this desolate yeah superman and you want to see them working together. the injustice take on superman that he's been building to that he's been dying to make but i think that's the type that i'm trying to say is that's the type of movie snyder needs to make he needs to make the post-apocalyptic movie of survival that superheroes are in injustice once they make it yes. and he signed Zack snyder said he's done with superheroes he's doing army of the dead next which is a post-apocalyptic zombie movie that oceans 11 is in yeah. well, i mean he so he did the re, the 
like one of his first i think directing credits was when was the reboot of dawn of the dead like back in yes it was or i think 2005 um which is a good movie like it's i mean it, you know it's not winning any awards but for like a zombie movie it's cool it's really good i i very much enjoy that movie so i'm i yeah i'm, I'm excited to see army of the dead um right as to I, I chris I, I totally agree i think it'll be i don't know it, it's yeah, it's kind of like a, a stay in your lane type of thing, maybe with Snyder of just let's try this for a while and see how that goes. That might like be- you can't you can't deny the fact he was you know everything that happened with his daughter in the middle of filming. Obviously, things aren't going to work out very. You know, things are going to be difficult with something like that happening. There was so much pressure from executives throughout this whole thing. You kept hearing about all this stuff going on with Warner Brothers. Um, you know pushing it back against what he wanted to do um you know stuff's coming out now about everything going on with the actors although a lot of that sounds like it was more driven by Whedon than from Snyder but if you're getting lots of you know uh stories leaking out now about how terrible things were on set you know you're not you don't really get to make successful movies when you have stuff like that going on just like yeah people meddling in it trouble outside of the set in your own personal life you know bad terrible things happening and then trouble on set with your actors and actresses that's makes a really difficult job to direct something i would imagine you know all of this directing stuff that i've done <laughs> um yeah i mean i think you know, before we're, we're kind of, I think, getting towards the end here a little bit, but we do, I think we do need to talk about Cyborg because that was like a big piece of this movie. Um, and, and probably the biggest difference, right, between the original Justice mm-hmm. League and this one. He gets a lot more screen time, it's a lot more in depth. And, and even, you know, Zack Snyder and, and, uh, was it Chris Terrio, the one of the writers, they, they've both come out and said that like they felt like, uh, Cyborg was should have been kind of like the heart of this movie, right? Like it, the story really does kind of revolve around him. So, what was your guys? thoughts on like kind of the, the big difference in both his story, his backstory, and just kind of the, the characterization of it. I hated <laughs> Cyborg's artistic design. I, I didn't like how it was his, his design, his armor, or his body was like jagged metallic. Um, I didn't really like the way that his eye glowed red, this is going to sound kind of nitpicky, but the way that his eye glowed red bothered me for some reason because it, I couldn't listen to what he was saying or focus on him because I was stuck looking at how his eye was working. And I don't know why that's a thing. Like why that shouldn't be what I'm focusing on for this character by any means, but I'm looking at his eye glowing the whole movie. Randy, what about you? So, Chris, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with you right now. <laughs> uh, you were okay with the last epilogue scene of this movie. But now I'm just trying to understand the cyborgs, not both of his eyes, just the the left eye that glowed red threw you off. Yeah. Just, yeah. just okay, I'm retracing the steps here. All right, yeah. I think I no, that's it. right. <laughs> um, I... 
I I liked, I think if they had called this movie Cyborg instead of the Justice League, it might've been a better movie just because going into it, I would think, oh, this is a Cyborg movie. I think they completely, I can see why Ray Fisher's pretty angry and upset at Joss Whedon, at least from this side of things, um, not including what he says happened behind the scenes. But yeah, I thought they did a much better job with this character in this movie. Things made way more sense. Again, I thought things made a lot more sense, not complete sense. But I've been watching, I also was watching Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Have you guys seen that yet? I have not. So Cyborg shows up in that, a different actor. And I thought I liked Ray Fisher. He's he's about as brooding and angry as you could be in this movie. And then I saw doom patrol and that cyborg actor, I think is way better. Like he's just a more lighthearted, like, like kind of like, you know, college kids age, like they build up his character better. And I think Chris, you would like the way they did his costume. It was more human with some robot instead of robot with a little human. I think that's what got me more is that it was almost too much robot all you saw was the, the face mm-hmm. and to me that's not the character of cyborg like how is that skin hanging on like the yeah, whole I, thing like why even keep the skin on just make the whole thing robot and then yeah. a human brain right um but yeah in the show they do a much better job but they're probably because they didn't have as much money to do all the cgi but overall i thought he cleaned it up a lot from the first version so that's where i stand yeah, Randy, I, I tend to lean more towards you. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed um, the cyborg story arc in this just because, right, it clears up a lot of details and add, or adds more details, clears up some kind of plot holes from the original one and just kind of makes makes it all make a little bit more sense with the way the way cyborg is involved with some of it. Um, I, yeah, I did not love just how, and again, I think that's just, it's Snyder's style where he makes everyone dark brooding to some extent and so i didn't love that about cyborg just that that he was that you know that um that much you know that far down of like dark yeah no um it could have used maybe a little more lightheartedness but but again like how do you you know how do you incorporate that with with the story you're telling right but you know based on what's happened to cyborg so um again though i i think i'm still like not sold on ray fisher as like an actor like i don't know how good he is like i feel like he probably gave one of the you know in that ensemble gave one of maybe the least strong performances but but still you know still not bad and, and again i i think the added details that were there in the Snyder got he was he was definitely he definitely benefited mm-hmm. um so I, I i don't know it's just there's so this this movie for me is so much like on one hand that i like it and on the other hand i like i don't like it at all like let's let's just if it was um just they weren't the dc superheroes you knew and loved they were just other homemade homebrewed superheroes would you like this movie Hmm. That is an awesome question, Chris. Yeah, that's a good question. Do you only like it because it's the Justice League who are in it? Or is there parts of the movie that you like? I, You know what? I think I'd be very confused about what most of their powers are. Yeah. And so I don't, I think I'd like the, I mean, I like his action. I like a lot of Zack Snyder as a slow motion. I know that's his big thing. I do enjoy most of that. 
So I'd like the action. I don't know if I'd follow the story it's, at all. One of the highlights for me was Zack Snyder being able to do that with the Flash. I yes. thought that oh, those yeah. scenes were amazing, yeah. and that's how that's he should just do the Flash because <laughs> it melds perfectly with his fast, slow, fast, slow, fast type of action scenes. Yep, for sure, that was cool. So I, I guess for me, yeah, I, I, that's tough. What do you think, Pat? Um. No, I think I think if it wasn't Justice League, I think it would be. I would have no interest in this movie, and I think it would be terrible. <laughs> Honestly, like I I I, I stopped and thought about it for a minute, and it's like, yeah, no, I think this movie would be like hot trash if it was not if it was just the right like random superheroes that he made up. I think I think that's one of the the things with a lot of the successful Marvel movies. If you take out the Marvel superhero character and just put in, you know, Dr. Smorgasbord, <laughs> it's still going to be an okay movie. You're not in it just for the character. I mean, I think for this Justice League movie, in, in fact, for most of the DC movies, you're in it just for the character and they don't do the character justice in a Lee. lot of them. Lee. I, I think to your point, Chris, that's what they did. Iron Man, like you, you've said, you've mentioned this. He was not a big character. People didn't really know much about him. Captain America, not like one of the most popular characters. You know, if you ask people what they like, probably more popular than others, but still like Thor, no way. Like nobody really even like paid much, not the mainstream. So I think you're right. They took these characters and they did a did a great job with them. Or, or even better examples like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, people didn't even know like who those were. They're like, well, you're gonna make a movie about a talking tree and a raccoon. Yeah. That won't work. But guess what? It work. <laughs> I'm just dying for a good movie about Superman. Just, just pull it out. Like, just like you said, Chris. I just want to see him fight some bad guys. Like super strength, and I want it to be a little more. I know this is picky, but more realistic, like Snyder has like those really like when he's using like big, powerful things, there's some cool parts, but I think if they made it realistic a little more, like at least the visual visuals of it, I think it, it hit home more nowadays, like Nolan style where he uses actual, like, like doesn't do everything CGI. I will say that was a, uh, that, that was like a pleasant surprise for me though, was uh, I know on this podcast, I've talked about how I was kind of unsure about henry cavill and and how i like him. <laughs> never <laughs> i like him as never. superman um and, and now after watching this i'm i'm so like it, it did just kind of push me over. oh no I, I really do like him as it it even made me kind of want to watch man of steel i think i actually might i might throw that on sometime this week before i watch memento so <laughs> waiting for that <laughs> you I like how we we also just glazed over Steppenwolf, but honestly, I don't think there's anything to say about oh him. Yeah, I hated him. Although, how about love the way he talked? You guys probably knew about this that there's a character called Granny Goodness. This mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. this was my favorite part. Like, how do you not use her name in this movie? Like, I was like, who is this? And then I read about him. Like, I like this idea. I could get into this. Essentially, for those of you guys who don't know, she's one of Dark Side's pretty much generals mm -hmm. in quotation. Are we saying that wrong too? Is it Dark Seed? Dark Side. Dark Side. Dark side. It is dark everything seed. that I've seen. Yeah. He keeps his pair of be demons in the closet. Oh, and then I got, and then I, a quick shout out 
uh, to Chris again, never, uh, our buddy, Chris Palumbo never watched, never listens to this podcast, but he wanted to talk about this movie with me and he did not understand the anti-life equation whatsoever. Um, and I'll be honest, I didn't either. Cause I didn't know anything about it. So I think they, he threw it in Snyder threw it in there, but it didn't really land. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> so it's one of darks. You have to know comics that that's like dark sides thing is he's trying to, he's the Thanos of DC, both created by the same guy. And they're just, mirrors of each other for the most part or used to be at least and so dark side is always thanos wants to kill half the people dark side's kind of got the same thing going okay dark side does it through finding the anti-life equation which will you can use that equation to take control of life and or destroy it so it was just like a comic love it thing from the 70s that's comics being comics you know oh anti-life equation that tell me that doesn't sound badass because that's freaking i think i'm scared the heck out of me saying it but how he used it in the movie is not didn't work doesn't have the same visual effect as it does auditory effect (laughs) yeah it's one of those things he i feel like he threw in as like a wink and a nod to to the comic comic book people right the people who who know who are here to watch the movie because they they've read justice league for you know years and years uh-huh. whereas right like someone who maybe is into superheroes but maybe hasn't you know devoted a lot of time to yeah. dc or just yeah know know a lot of it you know you're you're seeing you're just like what is going on like what are they talking about <laughs> and that that's that again that's the one thing when you compare these movies like marvel's so good at just throwing these little easter eggs that were like winking nods to the to like references to comics while not making it like a, a a key part of the movie whereas they did in this and it kind of right just didn't it ends up being a little bit more confusing than it is uh, a good easter egg i mean it's cool marvel creates their own easter eggs like the tesseract is the you know the what'd you call it earlier chris i always forget the name the the item that they're going after the MacGuffin earlier in one movie and then it almost becomes an easter egg in another movie where you know you're like oh i know that that's the tesseract like they actually like make it cooler later on and same with like loki staff and things like that so i I don't know they they obviously do a great job with it yeah guys this was a pretty depressing episode i don't know (laughs) Would you guys oh, watch more if Snyder got to do another trilogy or make a next one? So that is what is so confusing for me with these movies because I, yes, I think, like, I think if he still did another Justice League, like, I would still, oh, I'd totally watch it. Oh, yeah. Watch. Not a question. And it, it would, it, it's part of me that's like, I want, like, I, I kind of want to like this movie, and but I don't. And, but I, but then I'm like, but I think if maybe he still got to tell this story more and like really wrap it up and finish it and put a bow on it, I might like it. I'm not sure. I think if someone else made another Justice League movie, I might not be inclined to see it if it didn't look good from trailers. But if Zack Snyder made a movie and it didn't look good from trailers, I'd want to see it because of this. I've like I've never I haven't watched any of the Wonder Woman movies. I don't really have desire to. From what I heard, I should not watch the second Wonder Woman. Um, but if Zack Snyder was doing Wonder Woman, I would watch it now because <laughs> I, I kind of want to see where he goes. I yeah. mean, yeah, I would like to see the sequel to this movie. You're right. And also Wonder Woman 1984 was worse than both the Snyder cut and the Whedon cut of Justice League. I'm going to say that. So throw that out there. 
Worse than Green Lantern? You Ryan asked Rose, that. Yes, I think it's worse than Green Lantern. Oh, because the Green Lantern was really bad. Guys, the whole movie was a plot hole. There was no like edge of the hole. The whole thing was a hole. That's how bad 1984 was. So bad. And again, Gal Gadot, awesome. Uh, Pedro Pascal, awesome. Like the acting was great. Just the writing was horrendous. So to, so to sum our conversation up, we all yeah. really did not like this movie. But we'd watch, we'd watch it. <laughs> it's but we want a Snyder uh, Cut too. So I, I think I see where all those positive ratings came from. I, think I see what's wrong with nerd <laughs> culture now. Yeah, we want like more, that. hoping it'll be better. I We got to end this podcast on a light note, guys. This is, I'm, I'm just down right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't have. <laughs> okay pat any light notes floating around out there i, I don't have anything wait, wait i think my phone is is ringing i this could be a very depressing phone call though i don't know uh, all right let's, hello hey what's going on is this uh the cast Rangers podcast yes this is hey, who is richie richie johnson calling from uh warner brothers media we heard that you guys were reviewing the uh the snyder cut tonight we we are we are Richie. Uh, yeah. yeah. What can I? Do? Well, listen. We know that you have a pulse on nerd culture in this this cast bringers podcast. So we were hoping to pitch some more Snyder cuts to you. But, well, you can't. We'd like you Snyder. to review our, our the next couple Snyder cuts that we're going. Yeah, come on, you guys are doing. You guys can do it. You're doing more. We're going to synergize through this. our corporate headquarters here and Synerg- and make millions. Get our stocks stocks through the ceiling. Synergize what? What are you t- what are you talking about? Sir? Our properties, not- intellectual properties, need synergistic energy in order to generate stock income to pay our dividends. I okay. and we want you. It does make sense. We want you to help us with the Snyder cuts. You can't have more than the one Snyder party. cuts was so successful the stocks went up. I don't know if you even know. they won. Let's get some more Snyder cuts. Do you think we should Snyder cut Transformers? It's just the Snyder cut guy. You can't have other Snyder cuts. What if we Snyder cut Fast and Furious? I still wouldn't watch it. Zach Snyder never made a Fast and Furious. Listen, Caspringers. Yes. (laughs) Focus group. Snyder cut Titanic. What would that even look like? Yeah, he can't. Who would be the Snyder Cut of the Titanic? But he never directed the Titanic. How could no, no, no. We're just it would make more sense with Aquaman. I'll be honest. Randy, don't give him ideas. This guy's the worst. <laughs> I think Randy, that's the mashup. Mashups are big. Okay, we're mashup. Snyder cutting. Snyder cutting. Snyder cutting. Aquaman into Titanic, and so he I... saves Jack. He saves the Titanic. No, 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 just Jack. But he, why wouldn't he? Then we can get a sequel where Jack and Rose. Why wouldn't he save the whole boat? Resubmerge the Titanic. Why would they res? None of that makes sense. Yes. This conversation is over. Snyder cut. Nope. Jimmy, I got it. Thanks, guys, for the input. We'll see you later. I I always did want to know more about the band on the Titanic and maybe we could get a good backstory there if we saw a Snyder cut of them. Guys, did I miss something? I had to go to the bathroom real quick.
no, you didn't miss anything. We're still very sad. <laughs> Even sadder. Yeah. Not, now I'm not, uh, now I'm combined sad and angry. <laughs> All right. Well, Pat, I got some good news for you. Oh, what's that? It's your favorite part. This is the next segment. It is my favorite part. The D&D character of the week. Oh, thank God. I can't wait All to right. hear you say this guy's name, Pat. So this week's D&D character is a doozy. It's great. This character's name is Abalaba. Yep, Abalaba Double Lock Leffery. So Abalaba Double Lock Leffery. She is a 138-year-old female gnome wizard. From the rock school. gnome wizard. Rock gnome. Oh, thank you. Rock gnome. <laughs> From the of div- divination. Divination? Divin- divination. Divination, right? Yeah. I, I became a wizard because I grew up listening to tales of great wizards and I knew I wanted to follow their path. I may be old. I'm 138 years old. But is that old for a gnome? A rock well, I'm gnome. not that old. I'm old in human years. Do you rock? <laughs> Alright, so, so rock and roll gnome. What do we think? She's probably... She seems good. She seems like at least chaotic good, oh, if not lawful good. Rock, rock and roll. She's got that Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> chaos working for her. Yeah, chaotic good. Mm, I don't think that's chaotic and good. Don't really go together. Sure they do. Not for great wizards. Wizards aren't chaotic. Fine, neutral, neutral. There's always. Hold on, no. We usually have to go through a few more nope. options. <laughs> We're jumping straight to it. We're just, let's go chaotic. We just, chaotic uh, this all right, time. we just we what's our next week's episode? We gotta pick something really fun, like something good, right, guys? Something Please. upbeat. Yeah, we do. We gotta we gotta find something. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about, let's not figure let's it out. Talk now. About black holes. We'll figure it out the answer to this. Just black holes. That's it. <laughs> we, all right. Dragons. Yes. Ooh, let's all right, dragons done. Dragons, it is. All right, I'll rewatch Reign of Fire. Oh, that's a see that now we're talking. All right, now I'm it, what's the one with Sean Connery? Dragonheart, Dragon I think it's Heart. called yeah. Reign of Fire. Reign of Fire is that Matthew McConaughey? Yep, yep, and oh, Reign of Fire. And uh, shoot, now I'm blanking out his name, Christian Bale. Yeah. I actually, when I walked out of the theater, I said not enough dragons. So I don't know if I'm gonna like that movie. I never, I never understood the scene though, where Matthew McConaughey at the end, when he just like jumps into the dragon's mouth with the axe, just like what, what was he trying to accomplish there? He saw all those other movies where guys jumped into the animal and cut their way out. Yeah. Let me, guys, let me ask you something. If you were gonna die and you had to pick one way, don't tell me it wouldn't be jumping into a dragon's mouth. No, I would. Probably pick something in my sleep, like peacefully. I think that's <laughs> the way to go. Well, I would pick a dragon's mouth <laughs> as they're breathing fire out, so you're burning to death and getting chewed to death. Oh man, that's my dream. All right, before we go though, we got some recommendations. The play, watch, read. Uh, this week's watch, I think that was from Randy. Yes, so I, I would recommend watching the Justice League Snyder Cut. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh everybody that is not what is on the show notes uh 
so guys i've been i've been watching what we do in the shadows and i may have just watched the funniest half hour of television ever so if you need to be cheered up after this episode watch season two episode six colin's promotion it's titled done i'm probably gonna go watch that after this uh because i need a little little perk perk me up yep that'll do it i might watch it again yeah perk no perk Perk me me up (laughs) all right i'll I'll go with the play uh you pick me up quiet you we've been (laughs) talking about it on the pod but uh the play recommendation this week disco elysium i'm in i'm hooked everyone get it it's great the voice acting is amazing play it chris what do you got for the read i'm i'm on the spot Okay, I'm going to pick up Chris's read. Uh, new Superman story coming out, Red and Blue. They've done some other ones with some of the other superheroes, and they seem to call them by two different colors. I don't know if, I think they did a Flash one. Um, so it's like a mini series, and that should be coming out. Either it came out or it comes out in May, but it's supposed to be a really cool take on Superman, like an original, cool written take. So I'd well, say I'm, I'm going to read that. Yeah, I'll read, read that. that. It was written, it said it was written by, I have the name here, Zack Snyder. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Castanets, remember, you want some more Castbringer action? Check out the uh, Twitter account at Seabringers. Check out the Instagram account. We got some new posts. Instagram is blowing up. Blowing up. It's the notifications constantly. Seven likes today. Woohoo. All right. So ch- check out the Insta. Get in on the ground floor, everybody. It's blowing up. <laughs> and then... Mind that Insta. I think you can do that, mind, right? Yeah, mind the Insta Helium. <laughs> yeah. And uh check definitely check out this week's um this week's Twitter, like the Twitter post that'll be coming out this week because we got some good parodies coming up for just some extra extra reading content if you're interested. Um, and I'll, as always, if you want to get on for the kill and blow or if you just want to send us some input, shoot us an email, castbringers at gmail.com. That's going to do it. We'll keep casting. Y'all keep listening. Keep on casting. Castbringers! Hey, Randy. Hey, Chris. What do, what do the fish say when it's swimming to a wall? What? Damn. <laughs> That's good.